The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we all heard the conversation from our sisters and brothers in the Bahamas and Jamaica and Belize when the royal family, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, showed up there and all of these nations bringing up the issue of enslavement and colonization and reparations and leaving the Commonwealth. We have one of those countries represented here who's a part of the Advocates Network, our dear sister from the University of the Bahamas, Dr. Nyambi Hall Campbell Dean is here with us on Make It Plain. Welcome, Dr. Nyambi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. It is an honor to have you with us. So had this been brewing well in advance of Prince William and Princess Kate making their visit? Well, the Bahamas has been a member of the CARICOM Reparations Commission since its inception in 2013. And so since then, um, the commission has been working um, with, you know, limited support, strong support, various levels of support um, since then um, around the issue of reparations. And so when we learned that uh, the Duke and Duchess were coming to the island, we felt that this was a good time for us to really just um, get our voice out there and make a, a, a case for why reparations is deserved and needed in, in the in the Bahamas. And I mean, when we do these types of things, sometimes we're successful in getting the word out and making a splash. Sometimes we aren't. You all made quite a worldwide splash. So you have to be proud of your organizing. Yes, indeed. You know, the, the letter that we wrote was one that um, really I could say all of the members of the Bahamas National Reparations Committee really um, played a part in helping to develop. To develop. Um, when we first started, we were kind of wary on how strong the letter should be because we know that there are a lot of Bahamians that still have great affinity towards the crown. Um, and we didn't want to necessarily just preach to the choir. But at the end of the day, we um, came up with 
what we felt was a really strong um, letter and something that represented um, what we think needs to be promoted in terms of reparations in the country. It, why do so many Bahamans still have an affinity toward the crown? Why do you think that is? Wow, I think it's a number of things. I think um, one is that it did a good job on us in terms of colonization. Um, they just did a really Lord. good job, you know. <laughs> we we only became an independent nation in 1973. And even back then in 1973, there were a number of Bahamians and even an entire island in the Bahamas that um, did not want to leave, right? Wanted to remain loyal to, to the crown. And so um, the, I think that there was a, we have to understand that it was intentional, right? That after emancipation, there were moves put in place to say, okay, now that we have freed them, um, we got to make sure that they remain loyal subjects. And so we celebrated things like, um, you know, Queen Victoria's birthday, and we, you know, sang God Save the Queen. And, you know, we had children praying God Save the Queen and coming out and waving when they come by. So there was a real job that was done on us, combined with the lack of real historical information about what our relationship to the crown was. So those things together just made for the perfect storm of, of what we had. You actually remind me of myself because there are a couple of, not yours, there are a couple of other countries, I won't mention them right now, and they're not in the Caribbean either, that they also did a really good job on. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, it's funny the way you put that, because that's what it was. I mean, it was thorough colonization mentally. It was in the school system, right? I mean, this is what, I mean, and, and it's hard to, you know, Franz Fanon said, it's, it's hard psychologically uh, uh, to break away from that. Uh, but clearly, um, they were blindsided, weren't they, by this? They, they weren't prepared for y'all to raise the ruckus you raised. Yeah, I think <laughs> it took them um, off guard when you see some of the activities that they had planned. Um, and really, you know, we have to give props to Belize for really starting it off and lighting the fire. Um, so the, the activities that they had planned in Belize and going to the indigenous people's grounds and not really getting permission to go. Um, the, the motorcade in Jamaica with the the big van rolling around and, you know, Prince on waving with this full costume on. Um, in the Bahamas, some of the visits to, you know, the schools, it, it, it just, it's not, we are not the, the commonwealth of yesterday. You know, there are a lot of things that have happened, including the Black Lives Matter movement that has sparked an awareness and, and a fire with people, Black people, African descendant people around the world. And I think that they're really trying to, um, to, to see how to handle that. And in, also inclusive of Barbados becoming a republic and saying, okay, um, you know, are the others in the Caribbean, are they trying to follow suit? So I think that they weren't really prepared for, for the reception that they, they got. No, I, I, I love I love the reception you gave them. It, it re-inspired those of us here in the United States and our reparations movement. And, and we have done some things with CARICOM. So but now to be clear, Bahamas 
is still in the Commonwealth, correct? Yes, the Bahamas is still a member of the Commonwealth. We are an independent nation, but the queen is still our head of state. And so that was, yeah, we, we, she's still our head of state. We have a governor general who represents her voice in our government. And so we just want to really make a move to say, you know, it's time for us to consider dropping that. We have a head of state um, with which Bahamian boys and girls could never be. Right, they can never be the Queen of England, and so mm. we need to change our guides. We can need to change our parameters so that we can see ourselves as the head, as the top of our own nation. Now, is there popular support growing in the Bahamas to leave the Commonwealth from the people? So, well, when we've had preliminary discussions about it. Um, I think that there is more support to become a republic and also remain a member of the Commonwealth. Um, the Bahamas is a very small nation. We have uh, at most 400,000 people. Um, and so we need allies. We need support. Um, we don't have a, an army um, should anything you know, come our way. And so we need um, support in regards to being members of of conglomerates or other countries. Um, but we feel like, or at least we in the Bahamas National Reparations Committee feel like we can do that without remaining, um, but with also being a republic. And if you had reparations, so that's the thing. The fact that there's not been repaired, that's what keeps you and nations like yours keeps all of us dependent upon the crown. Am, am I right? Absolutely. And so one of the things that we really try to highlight in reparations is that it is about justice. And it is about not just justice in regards to enslavement, but also the underdevelopment that occurred in colonization. Um, the Bahamas did not have an official high school until 1925. And then up until 1967, we really did not have secondary education that was free and readily available to the masses. And so when we became an independent nation in 1973, the majority of our population was functionally illiterate. And so we had to build um, nations, build institutions, build um, industries um, from this space of underdevelopment recognizing that you know the the crown and and the queen never intended for us to be able to do for ourselves right so we had to come out of those spaces and try and figure that out we there was a lot of reporting obviously on what you all did have we a sense of though what the reaction was from the monarchy did anyone from the monarchy engage the the advocates network and i want to be sure i have it right in terms of the network we're, we're really at this at this moment there were th really three countries involved yeah. in this current move right belize yeah. jamaica and bahamas so did the monarchy give me any kind of formal response official response did they offer like to meet with any of you all what, what was there any back and forth from my end, I we haven't had any official response. Um, the other members of the royal family 
are planning a trip later this month, actually, to some other nations in the Caribbean. Um, I know Grenada is one of the countries that they're going to, and I think there are three others. And so I am sure that they are <laughs> regrouping um, and trying to figure out how to make this uh, charm offensive um, more successful than the one in these last three countries. And so we'll see, you know, how do they change what they do or do they change um, their approach in regards to what they received um, in the Bahamas, Jamaica, and Belize? Uh, that's interesting. And, and the term charm offensive is so appropriate because it is offensive. Uh, <laughs> it is very offensive. We're all offended by this, this, this phony charm. Um, well, I, I guess I understand. I mean, if I was the crown, uh, I'd, I'd probably be scared to meet with Dr. Niambi Hall Campbell Dean too. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with you. Uh, but so now, the, but first of all, who, what other members of the royal family are coming? Who's who would they be crazy enough to send now? Oh, I, you know, it's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, but they not nothing. Amber, a couple of them in the in the, in the royal line. So I mean, right. I mean, this the only other ones I can think of are a bunch of zeros, unless it's Charles. See, so check this out. See, I think Charles was smart. Mm -hmm. He came in and said, "Okay, my mother went to Barbados. Okay, my mom's no longer the queen." And I, I he said, "I acknowledge uh, Rihanna as the queen." So I mean, that's <laughs> that's what you gotta. To me, that's the thing to do. Just come on down and say, yeah, you got it. Peace, y'all. You know, we're good. Yeah. Come in and do the acknowledgement, but also do away with the, the, the phony apologies, the statements of sorrow, right? The statements yeah, yeah. of regret. I think that was one of the things that, in terms of this charm offensive, was most offensive, at least to me personally, right? That when you, when you really look at the institution of slavery, the transatlantic slave trade, and the fact that the crown really began making their money through this, this institution and all of the different um, roles that they played in it, to come and say it was a bad thing, yeah, it really was bad. You know, it, it's just so offensive and, and it's, it makes it seem so trivial. You know, yeah. so that's one of the reasons why in our letter, we said that the only thing that we will acknowledge and accept is a full and formal apology, right? And the only way to really apologize is to change your behavior, <laughs> you know? Words are one thing, but actions are another. And so that's where, that's where we are and that's what we're advocating for and that's what we're pushing towards. And a real apology would include reparations. Absolutely. A real apology without reparations is not a real apology, right? Reparations and reparations is simply about justice. You know, you can't hit someone's car and say, oh, I'm sorry I did that. And then keep going without <laughs> providing your insurance information. How am I going to get my car fixed? You know, you saying sorry doesn't help me to, to keep going and travel and get to work in this broken car. So yeah. we need reparations in order to 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 fix, begin to fix the damage that was done. Understanding that there's no way for you to fully account for the trauma, right? There's no price tag that we can put on 
all of the, the traumas that, that were met. Um, but we need now ways to move forward as countries and begin to build. Now, and, and in terms of reparations for the CARICOM nation, we're talking about making those countries, the whole of society, better resources. Um, you know, in America, there's this debate, and I'll get into that in a minute. I mean, we there, there's a group that's fighting with us in the reparations movement because they only want individual checks for... You saw what happened in California. They just want individual checks for those of us who can prove a direct line to an enslaved ancestor, which most of us can't prove. That was the point of it. Um, our approach would have been probably the same as yours. We got to rebuild the nation. We have to have resources invested into a resources return for the whole of the society. Right. That's kind of where CARICOM is coming from. Right. Absolutely. So CARICOM has a 10-point reparations plan. And in that plan, the first point of that plan is a full informal apology, right? So saying that once you have taken responsibility for these atrocities, for these crimes against humanity, as designated by the United Nations, right? Crimes against humanity. Here's how you can um, make it right, in a sense, right? And so we have um, points such as helping with public, the public health crisis. Um, the rates of diabetes is the highest in the world in the Caribbean. Really? The Bahamas, per, per capita, the Bahamas is rated number one in regards to diabetes rates in the world per capita, right? And so when we look at these, these issues, non-communicable diseases account for 50% of mortality in the Bahamas. We are for all intensive, and this was before COVID, right? Um, so, so for all intensive purposes, we're 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 a sick nation, and so we can tie some of these these non-communicable diseases to some of the things that happened during slavery and colonization when we were left with nothing, really. Just and 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 when we say nothing, like literally, you had um, enslavers at emancipation, just leave, just up and leave <laughs> the country, right? Um, with people just trying to fend for themselves. Yeah. And so these are the types of things that we're talking about. Underdevelopment in regards to education, and I gave you the numbers of, of the, the rates of illiteracy. Um, underdevelopment in regards to um, our institutions, cultural institutions, developing cultural institutions where we can go and learn about ourselves. Um, National debt cancellation, right? When you look at countries like Haiti that were paying reparations to France up until the early 2000s, simply because they had the audacity to become the first black republic, right? So these are the types of things when we talk about reparations that we're talking about. And these are our developments that will really assist everyone in the country, right? Not just those that are the, the descendants of, of slaves, but when the majority of the people in the country are uplifted, everyone wins. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And, and that's why, and I think we talked about this at the press conference you invited us all to a week or so ago, you know, this notion of anything other than a diasporic or pan-African approach to reparations is absurd. Um, you, you know, the, the group here in the, in the United States is saying, well, we don't want anybody who immigrated to America who's black to receive reparations. Again, back to that, it, it's only, it was only slave. There, there was slavery, colonization, and its vestiges. So for every day, another person in the Bahamas is diagnosed with diabetes. For every day, another person in the Bahamas is, is getting a substandard education that doesn't bring them out of illiteracy. The toll keeps rising. That's happening now. So, you know, to cut it off and say, okay, we just want reparations up to the point y'all left. <laughs> when when the after effects of y'all the slave masters leaving are still lingering right see and i'm just saying that y'all this is a phd agreeing with me so i must be right <laughs> right i mean that's really it, it this the effects and the vestiges dr hall campbell dean are are ongoing they're ongoing and they're very real and we're dealing with them as you said on a daily basis Right. When we look at and and this is one of the conversations that is kind of difficult to have, but one that that is really um, personal to me in regards to the issue of crime. Right. When we look at the, the rates of crime in 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 the country, the rates of crime in the Caribbean, um, I, I don't see how you tease or parse that out from the crimes, from the violence that were implemented to build these nations, right? These nations were built on genocide. That's right. On genocide, there um, is a statistic, and I'm not sure what the numbers are in the Bahamas, but there were over 600,000 enslaved Africans sent to the island of Barbados, 600,000. At emancipation, there were 83, thousand mm. yeah six hundred thousand yeah. were sent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at emancipation there were eighty three thousand mm. how do you not 
what happened to those people? Yeah, yeah. That's a genocide. That's a genocide. And that doesn't even account for the genocide of the indigenous people that you met <laughs> when you we're got already, there. We're already here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So these nations were founded in bloodshed. And now when we have young men unemployed, living in poverty, undereducated, try fighting, trying to find their way free, you point the finger at them and say, look how bad, look how violent. How do we do that? How do we do that? With a clear conscience, right? Mm -hmm. We have to begin to get to the root of really what's going on and account for it in ways that address the underdevelopment that these nations were left in. You're absolutely right. Now, in terms of the, I, I, and I'm down to who these other royals are that are trying to come over this way, but but uh, we'll watch that. Are you all, uh, your three countries, and we're going to be having conversations in the days to come with uh, Jamaica and Belize, but because uh, we want to we want to get this out, folks. We want to all work together. Uh, we want to have, we must have a Pan Africanist approach to reparations uh, will you all be in solidarity guiding assisting helping to organize the other countries that they're bound to visit is that coming together absolutely so when we had the that the press conference with the advocates network we were actually in barbados um and before the caricom a caricom reparations meeting and so we were there with jamaica um antigua Grenada, um, St. Kitts, St. Lucia, right? We were there with the other members and we were saying, okay, well, when they come, what are y'all gonna do? Well, here's what we have planned for when they get here, right? So we're, we're all in, in conversation around the approach, right? The defense that we're going to meet, the offensive, the charm offensive with, um, understanding that this is, this is a movement where we're all connected, we're all tied. Um, and we understand when one wins, the other wins also. And so that's definitely the approach that we're, we're um, taking moving forward. Yeah, yeah, no, that's important. And I'm gonna say this, I think, I, I think you all's timing is impeccable because I think in general, the monarchy's on the ropes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people obviously have a reverence for um, the elder, you know, people aren't going to attack a 95-year-old woman. That's just, you know, we all have home training. All right, that's just not what people do. But it's the, the, the institution. Exactly. And the institution is on the ropes because even at home, you know, folks ain't feeling that no more in Britain. And they definitely aren't feeling, let's just be practical about it. Um, people in, people beloved Diana. And they see the air charles and camilla as having killed her mm. i mean so so you know this is politics so if there was ever a moment to put all this in the question why are we upholding something that is clearly obsolete and mm. it is not symbolic of anything but ill-gotten gains riches that were won on the lives and the backs and the enslavement and the colonization and the genocide as you said of our people mm -hmm. that is an obsolete scenario uh, frankly i think they know it 
You know, and I think that's why Charles got on that plane and came went straight to the Barbados because they're trying to save face. And you're right, they want to do the little apology thing. Oh, don't kick us out, don't hate us. We're so sorry. This is a bad thing. No. Where's where's the money? Where's the reparations? Where's the institutional investment? Uh, this it's not a commonwealth because the wealth is not common. A commonwealth would be everyone being uh, wealthy, I would think. So what you do? And let me just say this too to, to all of us. I want us to understand something. What is a queen? Mm. Now, this is someone, and I don't want to disrespect the old lady, but but um, she inherited through through blood her monarchy and is elevated as the head of the state and the head of the church. She's in Britain, she's equal to the Pope. That's the, the way the Church of England works. But that's only because of who um, who her parents and grandparents were. She, she didn't personally lead armies into battle. Mm-hmm. She was not even as, as, as well-educated as others because it wasn't required. You don't, matter of fact, they didn't even want her to be too educated. That was the thing. She's like, why not go to school like everybody else? You're supposed, you're supposed to know about horses and be a symbol. This sister here, and I'm not just saying this to flatter her, is, is what you call a queen. She went to school, got educated, and is leading a movement of her people. She's not sitting on some perch, sitting high, looking down low, and reaping the benefits and the spoils of exploitation. That's what a queen does. And so anybody involved in this movement is a queen or a leader or a king or what have you. And we got to flip our perspective because we have been colonized in the mind where we think just because so we told someone is a queen, well, that must be a queen because they told us that's a queen. Right. No, a queen would fix this. And a, and a, and a queen would do all that is necessary to fix it and say, listen, we have to do something about this rather than trick us. Okay, we're just going to be nice now. We're sorry. We got the Commonwealth. We're going to give some scholars. You see, they had to look, the sister, I don't know where the sister was from, but they had an African sister. Maybe she was from the Caribbean. Speak at Prince Philip's memorial service. Mm-hmm. And we get that. I mean, that's to make us feel and think, oh, Prince Philip gave me a scholarship and he, well, he probably was. But that's just like um, um, Ronald Reagan cutting Social Security. And then when one of the children was affected by it, came to the White House, he gave them a personal check. No, the individual trinkets and, and gifts don't mean anything. Systemic change, systemic reparations right. is, is what we're looking for. So I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to preach, but I'm, I'm just saying this is important. And if y'all down there organizing, and we let me know when they come and who's coming. Y'all want me to come down there and help you? Run them people out of there. I'd love, just invite me. I'll come down and help y'all run them out of the Caribbean. I would love it. <laughs> I would love nothing more. I'd have a ball. We welcome you. We welcome you. <laughs> Absolutely. Y'all, when we were all on the press conference Zoom and we were on it, and it was always like last night, I said, no, 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 let's, I'm enjoying this. I don't want to do nothing else today. Let's keep this going. We could have gone all day um, because th- this is so inspiring. So is there a, a way, a website? Is there a place where our audience can can keep up with the work that you're doing. And hey, let's face it, um, we all interconnected. Those who don't have regard for people, if, if we didn't accept people in our movement from the diaspora, from the, we wouldn't have Marcus Garvey, we wouldn't have Malcolm X, we wouldn't have Shirley Chisholm. So y'all running around saying that kind of stuff need to cut it out. But it, And we know there are folk here now. The, the New York Police Department didn't ask Amadou Diallo whether, they didn't ask him for his ancestors' enslavement papers when they killed him. Absolutely. They saw a black man. 
And so he deserves reparations. Anybody up here, uh, when you were here, now you went to school here. Yes. Yeah, I see you went to Florida and m went to the FAMU. FAMU, Rattlers in the house. Um, <laughs> what your experience was here as a black woman from the Bahamas was probably uh, itself challenging. Why mm -hmm. should you be excluded from a reparations conversation? And there are millions of people here from the Caribbean and from the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, is there a way for people to keep up with what the Advocates Network is doing? You all have a website or anything? Absolutely. So, well, and 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 just to add to that too, our our histories are so intertwined, right? Our histories are so intertwined, especially in the Bahamas. When you look at the majority of enslaved persons in the Bahamas, they came not first from, from, from Africa, but they came um, with the loyalists that were in Georgia, that were in South Carolina, that were in North Carolina, right? The, 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 the Gullah Sea Islands, that Gullah Geechee um, culture. That's, that's where we came from. That's a part of our culture as well. When you look at downtown Nassau, the streets are named after downtown Charleston, South Carolina. It's right. the same people, right? Trying to set up what they left and trying to set it up here. So um, our names, our histories, our food, our grits, our, our peas and rice, um, all of that is so tied and is so intricate that we can't really say we're a separate people because it wouldn't be accurate. Right. It wouldn't it just is not an accurate statement. And so why are we trying to work separately now? It, it, it doesn't make sense and it, it doesn't advance us. And so one of the things that the Advocate Network is trying to do is to create those connections in the Caribbean as well. Right. Um, when you and, and there's a, a, a YouTube page that the Advocate Network has. And there's also um, a Facebook page. And so if you look, um, I'm sure if you Google any of those, you can find more information about it. Um, also, the CARICOM Reparations Commission has a website. The Bahamas National Reparations Commission has a Facebook page. We have a Twitter account, right? So we're trying to do our social media thing and get our message out there. Um, but regardless of if we're in Jamaica, Belize, the Bahamas, or Grenada, our message is, is one in the same, reparations now. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Dr. Niambi Hall Campbell Dean, I'm, I'm sure your students are uh, blessed to be in your presence. Well, to be clear, though, before we go, I want to touch on that, though. Tell our audience about your, um, your field of academia. 
So um, by training, I am an Afrocentric community psychologist. The Afrocentric part is, is full responsibility of the psychology program at Florida A&M University. Um, and then I finished um, with my graduate PhD training at North Carolina State University. And so in this field, right, we try to just take an ecological approach to solving social justice problems. Yeah, yeah, very important. And again, as we alluded to, a lot of the struggle is up here. Absolutely. Free ourselves from mental slavery. What did, what did Bob say? And that, that, that conditioning, we all have it. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us want to hold on. Oh, but that's the queen. And I'm scared to leave. That's all I know. And I'm scared. No, we have right. to see ourselves, look in the mirror every morning and see a queen and or a king. You know, uh, don't do like me. I, I got, a, flew, got on a plane once when, when Ghana Airways used to fly between BWI Airport and Accra back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Direct flight. It was almost like a shuttle. Everybody was getting on there. Got on the plane. All African crew, the pilots, everything. And I, you know, I had to get myself together because we're trained. My, my slave kicked in. And I said, mm -hmm. I've never been on a plane that white folk weren't somehow in charge of. Mm -hmm. I had to process that. I mean, that was a liberating moment, but we are used to these things. So we have to, we can run our own countries. Absolutely. We can run the Caribbean, we can run the Bahamas, and, and the, what your field of study, if we're talking about our psychology, it's also about believing and understanding that we have the ability to do, we are not the descendants of only of the enslaved or the colonized or those who experienced genocide. We are actually the descendants of the first civilization builder. Yeah. And those who came from Africa peacefully to establish trade with the indigenous people. And as you said, help build societies and civilizations and communities from South Carolina all the way down to the Caribbean. That's who we are, y'all. So I'm sorry, you got me worked up. That's why I'm- We can go, we can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I shoot, I'm telling you, y'all want me to, I'll come down there. We'll, we'll, we'll light up, light it all up. We'll uh, set it up. Love, love to. Dr. Niambi Hall Campbell, Dean. Uh, uh, and again, this is diasporic, an outstanding example of what our HBCUs have to offer. And she's, got, you know, one of the pieces in the 10-point program for CARICOM is repatriation. Yes. We, we, and to me, in 2022, what that means is us having the right as a people for the first time of freedom of movement. Mm -hmm. You have the right to go home to Africa where your ancestors are from and vice versa, or stay. We Everybody else goes all over the place. These folks today in America see you, the Ukraine as a part of them and their culture, and that's fine, because that's Europe and white. We need to feel the same way about everywhere we are. Absolutely. So if white folks today are Ukrainian, that's fine. Today, I'm Bahaman or Bahamian, which is it? I don't know. Bahamian. Bahamian, I'm sorry. I'm Bahamian. You understand? Mm -hmm. We are both African. So we, we need to, to think about that um, in that way. We so appreciate you. Folks, stay tuned. Look for the Advocates Network on social media. Uh, but uh, keep our sister lifted up. And let's be in solidarity together. Dr. Niambi Hall Campbell, Dean, our very special guest. 
here on Make It Plain. Thank you, sister, and God bless you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.